to the Diviners guys. I'm wait, is that what we're calling it? I I thought so. I thought that's what we agreed on. Was I, the I thought we were calling this judging Megan Griffin's book choices. Oh, that might be better. Maybe. Uh, no, no, we should stick with the Diviners guys. We should stick okay, with the right, Diviners right, guys. Right, we'll we, we'll stick with that. Uh, welcome to the Diviners guys. My name is Tim, and uh, with me is Ollie, I guess is how we do that. Yeah, that's pr- I think I, 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 this might be the first time we've ever done a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. Are we the first two men to have a podcast? I think so. I think, I don't know that this has ever happened before. I, we are we're, we're breaking new ground um, for men our age, which is like, we're two white guys over the age of 35. Like, <sighs> I, mean, I, I I feel like we're a minority here. Like we <laughs> finally we have F- a finally voice. yeah. <laughs> so the reason that we are here today is because Ollie is kind of a big jerk to Megan on the podcast. <laughs> I, all right, so we're not going to do uh, judging Megan's book choices, uh, although <laughs> kind of we are because it turns out. That every time I go on the Megan's podcast, I am yeah. You say jerk. I say I say prick <laughs> because I'm a little bit more coarse than you are, Tim. And um, and yeah, I'm a gigantic asshole to her, and I give her serious abuse over her book choices. And then it turns out that this is a really good series, and I've been greatly enjoying it. Uh, I can actually say the same. I uh, I know that you have just finished. The second book, which, book is, two, yeah. which is what we're going to talk about today. I have just finished book four, which is the entire series. And I can oh. I can definitely tell you, I cannot wait for you to read book three and four. They are very, very good books. Very, yeah, very good. This, this was really enjoyable. And, you, and before the podcast, like a little bit of uh, parting the kimono, which you know, <laughs> might be... I was going to say it might be relevant to this book, but it's not. That's, that's <laughs> no. a country altogether. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But um, a, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, you said that this is you think the weakest book in in the four, I, I do. and the next one's the strongest one. So I do. I, I think this was really good. So I'm yes, looking yes. forward to it. Uh, this one, I, I I don't want to make it sound like I think this book was bad either. It just sort of falls in that unfortunate area where we have to lay a lot of groundwork. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like, we need everything that happens in this book. But, Quick question, yeah. Tim, right? Yeah. Because we were joking about the fact that this might be the first time we've ever done a podcast. Yes. I know you've done like 200 at least. And yes. I've done somewhere in the same region. And I realized that we're about four minutes in and haven't named the book. <laughs> the book is Layer of Dreams by Liv Bray. It's the second book in the Diviner series. That's a really good point, Ollie. I didn't even think, because Megan always announces it up Yeah, I know. We're, just, <laughs> we're waiting for her to do all the hard work for us, even though she's not here still. But uh, yeah, uh, Lair of Dreams. Um, yeah. And just like we hypothesized at the end of the last episode about what we thought would happen in this one. And sure enough, it involves a lot more dream um, yep. stuff because there is a, a, a sleeping sickness hitting board. <laughs> but since you're more of an expert on this... <clears throat> I think you should uh, you should take over and because I was I, I was writing out a list of what happened in the book and bear in mind I only finished this like a week ago yeah and I was already going wait what does Memphis do no yeah. he doesn't have a fight with Tita does he no he does have a fight with Tita <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you lead and then I will follow uh, and give my um my sure. 
world worldly views on some of these things well the the book starts out with uh some people in a in a subway tunnel some workers we'll say in a subway tunnel uh and they're encountered by someone uh, we'll say a, a strange entity who uh invites them to come dream with her um and that sort of sets up the the whole story in the book uh they fall under the spell of this this lady uh and then that becomes attributed to a sleeping sickness throughout the book by the people in the community because they don't quite understand what's going on and the sleeping sickness is is called a sleeping sickness because the main symptom is that these people who have been invited to go dream with this mysterious lady once they get into the dream they don't wake they up don't again go. or they become mm-hmm increasingly more difficult to wake up to the point where then they don't correct um and then we we had encountered ling in the book the first book shortly um she's obviously one of our main players in this book her and henry um who i I, i'll tell you i was a little bit frustrated Uh, this book it was a little bit predictable with some of its turns um the the climax i think was predictable Yes, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the whole, um, you know, spoilers for those of you who haven't read it, uh, you might want to skip. Uh, <laughs> Louis, Louis obviously not alive, you know, yeah. and that's, that sort of was apparent to me the entire time. Henry, of course, searching for his lover from New Orleans uh, named Louis. Uh, and it was just very apparent to me that the only time that he saw Henry in his dreams was when he was around Ling, who is known to talk to dead people. Yeah. Like this one, sort of like, like I'm like, oh come on, Henry. Like I know you want this to be true. Like I understand it. You want every bit of this to be true, but come on, dude, you need to work yeah. this one out. It's one of those. It's one of those things where, as a reader, you're you're a little bit ahead of the protagonist. Yep. So mm-hmm. you figured it out, and you're there going like, um, I'm, I'll bring up another series. There's a, there's a book called uh, or a series called Memory Sorrow and Torn by um, Tad Williams, and the central plot point is finding this missing sword. Mm-hmm. And as a reader, you've worked out the riddle in book two, mm-hmm. right? Because it involves scraps of paper and there's two scraps of paper, which are basically are both ends of the riddle on opposite sides of the world. And the two people who own them don't meet until book five. Oh, but everybody is trying to solve this riddle, solve this riddle, solve this riddle. Here they're going, I have, I solved it. <laughs> conservatively 800 pages ago. Like, <laughs> this shouldn't be so much of a problem like you people can communicate through the sky uh, like find a way and that's what this is a little bit about where you're like I figured it out come on Henry's not slow like he has to pick this up yeah. but at the same time hope springs eternal so right right you know, and that's... maybe maybe he's blocking out the fact that he has figured it out and I, I kept trying to 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 give that I'm like oh no this is a person who's directly involved in this event with this this sort of happiest of scenarios like of course he's going to want it to be this way and not not see this and never really even think of it as being an option but it what was what did you uh, what did you think of ling and henry overall okay i enjoy ling and henry together so much yeah. um ling as a character is very very abrupt and, you know, has sort of no sense of humor and everything is just very matter of fact. And the sort of opposite of that is Henry, where everything is kind of a joke 
and yeah. and I I think that's so much more fun, and it's it's something that that sort of even plays into the future, and it's it's very very good. I think the the odd couple dynamic paired with the fact that we know they're never going to get together. Right. Right. So you don't. It's not like. People, I know some people, it sounds really judgmental. I know some people love <laughs> yeah. that will they, won't they? But um, no, it's, 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 it's refreshing to read it where mm-hmm. you know, they, no, they won't. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're not they're not looking for it at all from exactly. any standpoint. Yeah. yeah, these are just two people who end up being friends despite how different they are. And yeah. that is, that's a lot, that's very enjoyable to read as opposed to, you know, how often we see that other dynamic. I also like how, as it goes along, they start to defend the other one a little bit more. Yeah, like, oh yeah, there's a, there's absolutely. Few, in particular, Ling yeah. um, starts to warm to Henry yep. and like steps steps in effectively to say, no, hey, leave him alone. Yep. A few times because his you know boisterously uh, humorous nature can be grating on some of the less hilarious members yes. of the cast. <laughs> um, we also keep up with Evie, who is now hosting a radio show. Um, which is a, a sort of a, a fun... She's a real Megan Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Megan, um, we love you. <laughs> um, but that is sort of like another turn that I really didn't see. Like, if you just... Where we started in the first book to where Evie is in the start, middle, end of this book is nothing that I would have projected. I would have, you know, in my sort of like trope mind, she would have listened to Will. They would have silently become the Diviners and the group would have become the Ghostbusters. And It's such a bold choice. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, like, it really is a choice. Yeah. That's not, that's not a, um, like a George R. R. Martin, oh, the book just wrote itself in that way. Like, clearly, Lieber Bray sat down and she went, what, what would this person do? And right. the answer is she would become a person on a radio who solves people's problems by using her defining skills Absolutely. because there wasn't TV. So what was the equivalent uh, on radio. the old wireless? And mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a fantastic idea. It is. Um, it. And also the fact that it's, I don't think I've ever read a story where I'm on the side of a medium hitting people up for money. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know that's not exactly what she's doing, but I mean, she is loving the fame. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it, you're a hundred percent right. It fits with the character so well. But it is. It, it's not the the standard where we would have gone choice, and that's that's oh, the no, other reason that I appreciate it. It's so uh, brilliant. Like yeah. Um. And and again, <laughs> like the idea where the last book finished that we would start out with her hosting a radio show. <laughs> Just yeah. No, like <laughs> yeah. you could have asked me to give. 50 possible scenarios yep. for where she was and I wouldn't have got that yep. and I was I was genuinely tickled because the way it's written as well is she's doing a reading for somebody and that's when you find out she's on the radio it's not like oh, we have to get there on time we have to get there on time or anything like this it's just like yeah. here's a reading and so for the people listening uh, people send something to the radio uh, show for her and uh, and she touches it because her power her divining requires contact with a piece of device so that she can you know tell people what happened to their loved ones or whatever or you know almost communicate them but she doesn't communicate with the dead that's ling's thing yeah um speaking of communicating with the dead we haven't talked about why may yet um yeah well we we did a little bit a little bit a little bit um why may is 
this young girl who is in the dream world that mm-hmm. Henry and Ling travel to and they meet with and they have interactions. She's supposedly on a boat coming to America. Um, but you can see sort of correlations between the 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 entity that we're talking about uh, between Waimei and then Holes in Waimei's story about coming to America, which were very apparent. And like I said, that, that twist about Waimei being the, the, you know, obviously horribly mistreated, um, yeah, murdered in a very, horrible way. It's tragic. Yes, yes, her. absolutely. Absolutely is. Um, and then the solution that you talked about with them, you know, giving the body the, the proper proper respects yeah. that it that's, deserves. That's, that's the only issue I really have with the book. Was right. Like, just when you're thinking Waimei, right? Picture the girl from the ring yep. uh, who was wronged, uh, walled up and, and passed away. And, and then... You know they're trying to bring comfort to her, but unlike the ring, and I don't want to spoil that. Mm-hmm. The ending to this is straightforward. They, you know, they effectively bring her body to a sacred ground and mm-hmm. and, and bury it, and that breaks the curse. And they do it at just the right time, which is which is you know if if you're watching a TV show, you'd be like, ah, come on, yeah, 007, <laughs> cut the wire at zero point zero seven, come on. But like it is, it is. It's well done and it's well written. It's just sure. one of those like, come on, come up with a slightly different ending to it. But having said that, it does also make sense within the world that's been created. And since, you know, we're not supposed to assume that you've read a hundred horror novels where that's right. the conclusion. Right. So let's just say it's relatively fresh and it's well written. So yeah, sure. like, I'm not going to take too many marks off for that. Um, sort of the the last of the I think key points uh, is that uh, Sam and Evie get fake married, <laughs> and this obviously causes some tension with Jericho, who ends up going on a date with Mabel. So there's just a whole bunch of people who are kind of angry at each other by the end of that. Megan did mention this last, and actually I think it might have been Stephanie um, who mentioned the whole uh, Jericho Sam Evie thing was very reminiscent of Hunger Games, mm-hmm. you know. And the fake relationship that leads to genuine affection, mm-hmm. I think works way better in this than <laughs> yeah. it did in Hunger Games. Like, I'm reading it going, you know, I could be in the sand. I could see this. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Not, not me personally. <laughs> but, I mean, if I was Evie. Sure. I'm sure. By God, would I wear those dresses. <laughs> but if I was Evie, I could see myself falling for Sam. He's a nice, he's a nice boy. Yeah, once you get past that sort of like exterior, Sam, hmm. and you get to the the the, the a little bit the private court, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is a pretty good dude. The 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 first we met, Sam, really super unlikable. Like, yeah. not really anything good about him. But yeah, as you as you get further into the second book, you're like, no, this dude's pretty all right. He just has that sort of gruff exterior. I will tell you that every time Megan has suggested a book series to me, I have. Absolutely enjoyed it, even though sometimes it's taken me as long as two or three years to finally get around to doing to to consuming it in whatever manner. Yeah. Um, this book series falls right in line with that. My yeah. question to you is: If Megan had not suggested this to you, and you had not heard me talk about how good the next two books are after reading the first two books, would throwing away all these completionist nature, which of course is the whole reason that we're doing all of this, mm-hmm. uh, would you continue? Would you be interested in continuing this? I would. Yeah. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't be rushing out to get the third one. The third one's already on its way to yeah. the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been as excited if it wasn't for how excited Megan was and, right. and how good you said it was to me. But I would have continued because there's enough on it. And it's not the monster of the week that's no. keeping me going on. It's the plots in the background. Yes, and agreed. It's Evie's brother and it's the... The, mm-hmm. the idea that there might be a ghost world out there like this this is my, I, like it's expanding the universe in such a fantastic way right that it's going to hook me in and knowing that two people that i whose opinions i i, I value are now like megan said basically the same thing that the third book is the best book uh-huh. so i'm super excited to get my chance to read that one it's also got a cool ass title which, yeah, you know, yeah it does before the devil breaks you yeah, that's yeah it's very good. Very yeah. good. So um, I'm I'm, the, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Now, the this seats, is the other thing. I would never, ever, ever have picked up the Diviners. No, no. If not for this podcast or Absol- Megan's podcast. Absolutely. Uh, the same. The same. Um, but I'm oh so glad I did. And I'm oh so glad that she has talked us into it. Um uh, but yeah, that's that's one thing I I sort of failed to mention that the seeds that are planted in this uh even before reading book three and four Mm -hmm. they're so like exactly like you said with with evie's brother and the the i think the the comb happens in this doesn't it or is that yes yeah okay yeah the comb and just those types events it's like i i kind of gotta know what's going on you know and it's exactly like you said it's those type points they may not finding the relationships between the older people are very uh, very interesting yes, as well like absolutely so it was mentioned in the last book the uh, i was gonna say the buffalo club um project, project buffalo. buffalo right yeah. right uh, the buffalo club <laughs> sounds like the hippest hottest manhattan nightclub like. that's what we should have named this this podcast is the, the buffalo, buffalo boys but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah knowing that that is in the background all the time and the these characters are connected to each other in ways that they don't realize um and i'm hoping they do start to figure out the long-term 20 30 40 year plan that's been in place like Mm -hmm. that's what that's what i'm excited to find out from here Mm -hmm. and i'm also interested in uh in our our homeless guy who seems to be doing a siler from heroes and just collecting powers yeah so uh old blind bill Oh, blind Bill, yeah. yeah. I'm not even sure if he's blind anymore. No. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got that, like, hint of sight, is yeah. what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very good, very good. Every piece of this is just so well put together. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, the um, writer has done a fantastic job of um, laying ground rules. I mean, we've chat, chatted a bit beforehand. Like, I, I read a, a ton of fantasy series and long-form fantasy series. And there's always a book... After the after the first one proves a success, like the second and third books, or sometimes it's the third, it's the fourth book. If they've you know if they wrote a little trilogy, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a trilogy, but a trilogy to begin with, um, that has to set up everything that comes afterwards. And a lot of people find that you know, like, oh, oh, there's there's just a lot of exposition in this mm-hmm. one. And sometimes you need that. You need those exposition mm-hmm. dumps mm-hmm. because then it allows you to move on with a much greater plot that's spread yes. out over four cities as opposed to one city and it just made, like a genuinely exciting prospect for me yep um now you read uh, uh a paper version of this book right you I read did, a hard yeah. copy? okay i listened to the audiobooks um megan stephanie 
obviously two of our favorite people. Yeah. Libba Bray has done an amazing job writing books. One other person that I want to mention is January Lavoie. Let me tell you, I if if I could get every book read by January Lavoie for the rest of time, I would absolutely accept that. Um, at the end of Audible, they have the books, you know, other books by the same author and yeah. then other books by the same narrator. Just read a ton of books and I'm scrolling through and there's a bunch of Star Wars books. And I'm like, oh no, I, I might have to... I'm which, have to dive into which some Star Wars books are we? Are we talking the the Zans? Uh, I yeah, the there was um oh I don't remember now, I don't remember, but there was a lot, and there's just a lot of books overall, a lot of James Patterson books, a lot of uh, uh just about every kind of author you could think of. So surely there's there's a January Lavoy book out there for you, and I cannot suggest it more. <laughs> to every every type of book you can think of, and James Patterson novels. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that uh, that about covers everything that we needed to we need to cover so. for this one. We'll reiterate that Megan is awesome, uh, and every time I go on the podcast, I will continue to be a douche <laughs> because most of the time I just find it funny. But genuinely, lower and Stephanie's fantastic as well. And, yes, absolutely. Um, Every book that they've recommended to me, I have enjoyed. I, I, uh, yeah, I've absolutely. One they've rec- recommended there recently, and I read a China Melville book because they recommended it the last time I was on, and uh, uh, it's fantastic. They they have excellent taste. Right before this one, I just finished a, a ten book series, oh, uh, wow. the Iron Druid Chronicles, and it was fantastic. Yeah. It was such my jam, and I was so glad that you recommended that one as well. The Iron Druid series. Oh, you mentioned yeah. you, that was yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that to me before. It's it's um, definitely I might, fun. I might pick it up. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Go. First book is called Hounded, nice. and it's it it's the same thing as this. Like I I really enjoy stories where they sort of start kind of small and narrow, but by the time you're done, this thing is huge. Um, Scott Sigler's another one where his book series is, are like that. You know, it's like it starts off about one person and then it's sort of a, a countrywide thing by the time you're done. And that's that's always, always fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, that's it, Iron Druid was definitely in that category as well. Fantastic. Uh, I, do you know what? I will pick that up. And before we uh, before we start, maybe we'll come back and like, I mean, if people like this, we'll, we'll come back and yeah, do the third yeah. book. I, but I, um, yeah, I'll pick up the Iron Druid series on the first one. Uh, even even if you know we're for whatever reason not able to come back, I definitely want to know how you feel about the third book. Because I, listen, I cannot. We're going to come back. Yeah. If I have to hack in using my cryptology skills into Megan's Megan's um, SoundCloud or Libsyn account, I will. Listen, I want you to know I'm doing this. Breaking in Dan Brownstein. This is this is also what happens when you let me and Ollie onto a podcast and we start making goofs. We made that goof about how we were going to start our own podcast on on Megan's feed. Diviners guys. The diviners guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a man's perspective on a woman. <laughs> Do you know what? Not enough men. Yeah, no, 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 no. Lean could have been a dude. <laughs> and then her and Henry, or sorry, it could have been he and Henry, could have had that. Will they won't there you go. There you go. It would have worked out. It would have worked out. <laughs> uh, okay. So l- let me know as soon as you're done with book three. I will. Because we're uh, going to sit down and talk sh- about it. Should we do plugs? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, I want to plug uh, Judging Book Covers. Yeah. It's this fantastic podcast <laughs> featuring two amazing women, um, Stephanie and Megan, who have flawless taste in, in books. It, and, it, um, it's questionable taste in friends. Questionable <laughs> taste in friends. Like, that is that is a given. Um, although if either of them lived in Ireland, I'm sure we would hang out and do like cool stuff all the time. Um, as it stands, the four and a half thousand miles makes that kind of awkward. But someday, some you know, someday I'm gonna go around, uh, gonna hang out with uh, with Stephanie and her fella and play Scrabble, um, because I know Stephanie's really good at Scrabble. Um, and then I'll go down and uh, and let. I was going to say let Megan beat me at tennis, but let's face it, yeah. Megan would hockey me yeah. at tennis if I went down to play. So, but if I'm ever in Atlanta, I'm going to drop in. Oh, wait, Tim, you live in Atlanta too, I right? do, I do. We could, I live we could do like Dungeons and Dragons or something. I, absolutely, absolutely. I'm so into that. I've never but actually I, played. I'm, oh, I, yeah, we, we play every week. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about 15 minutes away from Megan, so... Oh, that's an, that's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's yeah. a nice easy one for you. Do you have anything to plug, Tim? Um, I'm going to plug Minds at Yerk because Megan's on Minds at Yerk, and I think people oh, yeah. should go listen to that one as well. Um, it's uh, me, Alex, and Megan. It's an Animorph Space podcast, and it's a ton of fun, and it's another chance to see Megan in yeah, and, action. And I should probably say, listen to Defend Your Flicks. Um, yeah. A podcast that I do with three of my students who are teenage girls and hate everything that I like, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of disappointing. Actually, I, I pretended to like their stuff. <laughs> it's just right there. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to hit the subscribe button. <laughs> just, <laughs> that was enough salesmanship for me. As as happened in in the last episode, uh, which should be out by the time this comes out. Um, as one of them said to me, no, this is bad, Mr. Brady, and you should feel bad. So, <laughs> that's brilliant. Loving Monsters. I thought it was great. Uh, oh, and I'm definitely going to go watch it before I listen to that episode. Tim, this was yep. a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, thank Absolutely. you for having me on, on yeah. your podcast. <laughs> I, get to, I get to claim home ownership, I guess, of this one. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, it's blame is what you're claiming. It's blame. <laughs> much more appropriate but yeah thanks thanks for sitting down talking to me um i kind of can't wait to see megan's reaction to this i'm sure she's going to love it i hope so or hate it (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody have a good day cpov certainpov.com